Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cantina MX Football Podcast. Tonight, we're going to go over some Liga MX results. We have a leaked new Escudo for the Mexican national team. We have JJ Mack prematurely getting his loan uh, terminated, potentially. And then Puebla might be sold and relocated. This and much, much more. But before I go any further, let me welcome... Joel, Joel, how are we doing tonight? It's been a good week. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We uh, currently have a double jornada going on right now, so some results are already there. Right now, currently, we have Atlas and Cruz Azul tied 0-0. Everybody wearing pink uh, because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Chivas unveiled a... A pink jersey as well so if you want to support the team go go get that because <laughs> we need the money right <laughs> they they certainly do i mean they still haven't found a coach yeah it was a pretty uneventful weekend every single match except the chivas match uh there was just one goals just one goal victories or one goal draws um, Chivas beat Toluca 2-0 on Sunday, convincingly. Uh, Chino Huerta and Ronaldo Cisneros. It was funny because, you know, Mo Salah had a really good weekend. And uh, everybody was sort of photoshopping uh, Chino Huerta because they had, like, the same hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chivas finally get a win under Leaño. But I think the new... The spotlight should be on Ame. If I'm not mistaken, they are top of the league, top of the table. Absolutely. It's one of those tough things to see as a Chivas fan, but it's, <laughs> it's uh, I said in the last podcast, you know, this is their, their league to win. They're in first place, and with a significant gap between first and second, as of right now, it's, uh, it's an eight-point gap. Obviously, results pending, but... Yeah, they, they beat uh, San Luis on Saturday. And then today, they beat uh, Santos 2-1, thanks to Sebastián Córdoba, scored a, a late goal uh, to give them the lead. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Solari, man, he's uh, he's the real yeah. deal Holyfield. Completely agree with you on theirs to win. Last season, they were one of the favorites. They sort of shit the bed with their with their party there. <laughs> Everything went south. Yeah. They sort of they, they celebrated ahead of time. Um, and so going into this season, there's been all these changes. And, and that's, you know, a lot of times what wins you championships is consistency. And so the changes we've seen, um, both of the Norteño clubs with new coaches, uh, Tigres with Piojo, you know, he's still still trying to implement his system in there. And then Aguirre with Monterrey, and he's he's getting a lot of flack. They lost to Querétaro, and so fans are, are very, even very critical. They're beginning to, like, turn on him, saying how it's kind of funny because of the jokes about they're not really grandes. 
and, and that's that's right now the criticism that Aguirre has never done well at big clubs. Interesting. And you know, <laughs> so there's some of that. And um, wait, who am I missing? Oh, um, <clears> oh, <throat> Leon as well, new coach, right? That's right. They sort of been. But but the one thing where it's like if they were to meet up with Ame, I would say Ame is like the younger squad. You know, Leon has a couple of dudes. Some of their key players are up there in age, like Montes. Um, and that leaves Cruz Azul and, you know, Campionitis is usually, you know, it's 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 not that often that teams will win the double, so... Yeah, I, I said at this point, Ame should be favorites to take the league. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. Again, they've just been playing really well. They've been the most consistent team this season and, you know, last season too. So, I mean, apart from Cruz Azul and they're, they're, they finally got the job done last season, but it's just one of those things. Uh, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to see as a Chivas fan, but you know, you can't. You got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, they're getting the job done. We'll see what happens in Ligia because Ligia is unpredictable. You, you can have, you can go undefeated. You can win eighteen games in a row, and then you can get knocked down the first round of Ligia. So, you know, there's there's no guarantee. But obviously, if you're if you're looking at these results, uh, they're starting to you know build that gap between first and second because that's one of the things that we've both done on the show. We've criticized how. It's really like a three or four point difference from, you know, like twelfth place to like fourth place. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it it, yeah, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. Like once you remove America from from the pack, the rest of the league table is pretty tight. I mean, Atlas are in second place with twenty three points, um, and then you know you look at Chivas with uh, seventeen points uh, in tenth place. I mean, that's not much of a gap there. That's only that's only six six points. That's only two wins. You know, you could have a really bad outing, you know, a double jornada, you lose both matches, and then another team can just leapfrog you, like, just like that in, a bleak, in, in, in the middle of a week. So it's one of those things. Um, the rest of the pack is, is very tight. Yeah, I, and, you know, we criticize it, but at the same time, it's what makes the Liguilla exciting. I know, it really is. <laughs> it's, but uh, if, if if I could choose, I would I would go with Noliguilla. Yeah, I mean, we need to create some sort of consistency, right? Uh, as a as a nation, not just uh, league league base, but yeah, if you are to reinforce the idea that you have to be consistent for, you know, not just eighteen games, but thirty six games or thirty four games, I think the Overall, the the yeah. big the bigger idea is that you know consistency and success is is rewarded instead of you know going in there passing uh, with pass you know because all right when I was in high school you could pass you were you could consider passing with a D plus and for yeah. me for me for me opening from eight to twelve I mean that's like passing with a D plus you know so. I get it, you know, COVID happened and, you know, they're trying to give everybody some sort of like a cushion there. Um, but I mean, the 12 spots, man, it's just, it's ridiculous. 
I agree. No, I agree uh, completely with what you said. The whole rewarding, the consistency, I, I do feel that changes the mindset of, of everything, not just the league, coaches, players, and whatnot. Because you have to, you have to play good for a longer period of time, as opposed to just showing up every now and then, which is something that we will see with like trophies. You know, it was good enough to keep getting renewed. Um, damn, I lost. I lost my. I had a point. <laughs> I lost it. I was. It just disappeared. Um, no, but but does the, and then the thing with Liguilla is that it's just two games, you know. Uh huh. And so that that makes it, you know, that that just makes it so one slip up. That could cost you the the whole season. Yeah, that's the sort of the double edged sword there, you know. You what what good is going on a eighteen game winning streak only to get eliminated in uh you know, over the course of two legs. And that's that has happened before. Um you know, you know, you know Jaime, I remember when I I think this was the last Liguilla final where they had the Awako rule. That's and correct. I remember, and um, no, I haven't said which one. <laughs> um, unless unless I'm thinking it wrong, but no, yeah, America the, America complained because they got eliminated because of that last but season. They got eliminated like on what semis? I believe so. Yeah. No, but they took it away for the final. I don't know if they took it away for all games. Well, the final's never uh, been that way. Yeah, the final's always been it like... It has been. Yeah, clean cut. No, it had. No, it did have. Nah, if it, if it drew the final, like a final, if it was like tied, oh, Jaime, tied in no, global. No. If it was tied it in was, global, it, they went to penalties, dog. It was never like an away goal. No, I don't think they went to penalties because I remember Celaya... Uh, with Butragueño, I used to love watching that team. Uh-huh. They had Butragueño, they had this Brazilian named Tiva. Uh, they had a couple other guys. Those are the ones I remember the most, but I love watching Butragueño play. And um, they made the final against Necaxa, and it was, I remember, I think 1 1 at the Celaya Stadium. Oh, and then wow. I think it was 0 0 with Necaxa, and Necaxa took it. And I don't remember penalties. I don't know, man. As far as I can remember, it's always been uh, in the final. It's like, you know, there's no restriction. It's like you go to overtime if if it's tied on aggregate. Yeah, and so I remember, I I just, I remember that. And um, yeah, it was 95, 96. I'm, I'm Wikipedia now, so memory tends to lie sometimes, but so I, I, do, rem- I yeah. do remember it, no... That after that, that after like that final, they said, okay, we're getting rid of the, for at least for the final. Mm. Uh, here it is. See, 1 1 at the Estadio Miguel Aleman and 0 0 at, at uh, the Azteca Stadium. And it says, Necaxa won on away goals. That's weird. When, what year was this? And I was not 95, 96. Oh, was this before Torneos Cortos? Were you even born? 
No, no, no. I was born in 1990, oh. so I, I mean, all right, you're yeah. five, dude. You're it might have been before because I started watching uh, Liga Mekis in '96. Teletubbies. Nah, I was always Teletubbies to Liga Mekis. Nah, you tripping, dog? I, I was always the one kid like all, at the parties and stuff. It'd be all the old men. It'd be the, all, all the old men just like you know drinking beer, smoking uh, cigarettes, and I'd be the one kid like with them watching TV, watching the game and stuff. While the other kids were like, "Dude, you, you just described me." <laughs> uh, same thing happened to me, especially because of the '94 World Cup, and I know my friends were into soccer. They were all, you know, Raiders, like American football, basketball. Oh, I see. And the only people that that I would see watching there was some of these old dudes. Who's, you know, I was a friend of. Uh, but that of my friend and, and his buddies, they would all hang out and watch watch the games. And I would always, I would, they were cool. So I would just end up staying right there watching the game with them. Yeah, exactly. So then I, I was hanging out now with a bunch of old dudes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, no, so there we have it, dude. They, they got rid of it. Um, It did have playoffs. This one had playoffs. I forgot what season was the last one. Mm. Uh, Torneo Corto, but... There was playoffs. I know 96, because I want to say the first time they did that, it was either Santos or Pachuca won that one. The the first torneo corto. Yeah, it was, it was one of those teams. I looked it up. So, America got second place. Uh, they were right behind Cruz Azul uh, with uh, 38 points. Cruz Azul had 41 and then in the quarterfinals, they end up losing to Pachuca 3-1 on the road. And then at home, they win 4-2. But because Pachuca scored two away goals, they win away. They won on away goals. And uh, obviously, America got mad at that because uh, Pachuca were an eighth-place team. So, I mean, they had no business... <laughs> I mean, we're talking about they had 23 points in regular season. That's a 15-point gap, and they were able to defeat America over the course of two legs. This was just last season, so they changed the rule after that. Uh, so this season, if the Ligia, if, if the game ends in a draw, it's going to go to the higher-seated team. Um, as it should. I, I as, it know, should. as it yeah. should. Yeah. you got to have some sort of advantage for... You know, like there's got to be some benefits to to finishing higher in the table, not just home yeah, field it advantage. Be it should be, yeah, it should be rewarded more and uh, make teams want to finish. At the same time, you know, if you park the bus, you know, that's I think that was the whole idea, right? Is to not park the bus. Yeah, that was the idea, and it's it's all geared toward entertainment. You know, let's just put something exciting out there, like. You know, sort of like basketball with the, some of the rules they made so that, it, you know, be more more attack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we had some, some scores. Um, again, pretty uneventful weekend. A lot of these matches were just a one-goal victory. Querétaro-Tijuana tied 1-1. Uh, Puebla beat Necaxa 1-0. Uh, Mazatlán beat Atlas, 1-0. León beat Monterrey, 1-0. América beat San Luis, 1-0. Pachuca-Santos tied 1-1. Cruz Azul and Tigres tied 1-1. Uh, 
Pumas and Juarez. Uh, Pumas actually got the victory over Juarez 1-0, and then you know Chivas on Sunday 2-0 against Toluca. Uh, there's been some noise about Puebla uh, that they're broke and that they're going to sell the team and they're going to you know, relocate the franchise. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it happened with Morelia. They they got relocated. No, not surprised, you know. We've been seeing this with a lot of teams. So not not really surprised about Puebla. It it you know it's it's one of the reasons that what one of the main reasons why we have the no no relegation at Liga MX because they're trying to get investors to come in and help some of these teams and investors aren't going to want to do it if, if you know, you're not going to put all this money and then next season your team is playing in second division and it just, you know, everything was just devalued. So that's, that's, you know, I know fans complaining, but yeah, it's not your money. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not costing you anything and it's, it's a lot of money. It's like a really expensive hobby. Um, <clears throat> so it's like like baseball cards in the 90s. You think you're going to end up with with some collectibles and then they all ended up being trash. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... Uh, but yeah, no, we, it's, it's a long list, you know? It's a long list of teams. Juarez, I mean, not Juarez, Jaguarez. Yeah. You know, Jaguarez is Veracruz. Cruz has been in that list a lot of times. Um, they're like that meme where um, the Simpsons meme where Mo kicks out Barney. Oh yeah, and, and he then he's standing. Turns he's around, standing he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's what a Cruz. Every time they get they get like booted off or or you know, somehow they find a way, but then they they're right back out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a long list. Um, Lobos boo up. Uh, just so many teams. Uh, eventually, what we might see is a more, um, what do you call it, multipropiedad. It could be a possibility, you know. You have Orlegi with two teams, uh, Grupo Pachuca, two teams. So you don't know if, uh, which, you know, it was more common way back. Way back, uh, way back when there was, there was, I, well, it was like uh, second division was mainly teams owned by the first division teams. Yeah. They so like when the teams subsidy. went up, they, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know if we'll see something like that. I, I'm guessing, um, I'm guessing FMF, DIMX wants to avoid it. You know, I want to have pretty much um, the same companies competing. Yeah, so I'm reading the article. It says that in the last couple of months, there's been little support and that there's already interest in a group uh, in the north of Mexico. So a team near the border uh, that could potentially buy the franchise. And uh, the price tag is $35 million, which, I mean, that's like chump change. I would buy the team, man. If I had the money, I would buy the team. Are you kidding me? Okay. And then, but you know, border, you you know, what's the good thing of being on the border, Jaime? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What is it? What is it? Well, I mean, you can get people coming. Let's see, we're in the same page. Well, you oh, know. Oh, man, you... Liga MX, you... MLS. 
Oh yeah, that that too. Um, I mean, I look at like Juarez, for example. Like you could go to a, you can live in Texas and go to a Juarez game, you know. And then... do people? But Juarez isn't it like cartel land? I don't think I think people they're, want to go. There. They're working on a stadium that will have an entrance on the U.S. border, so you can like enter oh, through the. Oh damn! U- yeah, you can enter. Like <laughs> they're gonna have ice agents inside. The stadium <laughs> I know, right? Or... Yeah, they they had a proposed like an idea like like something like that where it's like half the stadiums like in the U.S. and half the stadiums in Mexico. <laughs> but uh, I mean, for thirty five million, I mean, and the 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 real tragedy about this is Puebla's like you know they got a lot of history and they have a really nice stadium, World Cup Stadium. I mean that that's a stadium that could be used in twenty twenty six. No, well, I, it was it was, not could be because I think they already announced the stadiums. It's only like four stadiums, I think. Um, you know, I think Azteca, uh, the Omni Life, and then the the two Monterrey. You know, uh, well, I don't know Tigres if they have their stadium. I think it's gonna be just the uh, uh, yeah the Rayados stadium. Yeah, so I mean, but. But I think with Puebla, it seems like, I don't know, maybe the fans just abandoned the team. But, I mean, it's a team poorly managed for many years, so I, don't, I can't blame the fans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were founded in 1944, 77 years ago. Um, do they just have, like, the one title? Oh, twice. They won it in 82, 83, and then in 89. Was Vustatich the coach? I don't know about 89. I think La Puente, if I'm not mistaken. Huh, I'll look it up. But uh, let me see. Honors. It was, no, it was Leon. I mixed it up. Yeah, might have been. Hold on, I'm asking asking Google. Um, Puebla, Puebla, Puebla. Here it is, Puebla. He won it in 82, 83, 89, 90. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who the coach was. It was La Puente. Was it? Yeah, man. I, it's like, Jaime, are you listening to me? <laughs> no, I, I, I heard I you said his name like three times. I heard you huh? said it, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you know if that was, if you were just like guessing or. Oh, I didn't no, know that. Well, I was, I was guessing at first, but I, I wasn't because I wasn't sure. Um, I knew he had won one. Oh wow! I wasn't, and then he won another one with Necaxa, and then another one with America. So he was the coach for both those times. No shit. Yep. Dang, how old is this guy? 77. Man. Yeah, he was out there. And he played with the Selección. He was there in 74 when they when they got eliminated. Um, and I think it was in Haiti. Haiti. However you pronounce it. And I saw a picture, man. Dude had like, he had like the Hulk Hogan haircut. <laughs> he was like pelon with like the, the mullet in the back. He was pretty young when he won. He was uh, 38. Yep. Uh, my Chepo, though, beat him in age. 
uh, ironic, but Chepo did. He learned under. He worked under La Puente. Oh. When he was at America, he was like his like his his student, you know, his disciple. But yeah, no, La Puente left for school, man. Um, he doesn't get much credit. It's kind of sad, and and you see all Mexican fans creaming themselves every time some RG comes in. But you know, you could go down the list of some of these coaches, and they've 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 had really good careers. But I don't know, man. Even even the Mexico owners, they're like, uh, they they want, you know, something from abroad. It's like getting an import car. <laughs> I'm doing the math, Joel. I think, I think Chepo was older than Manuel Lapente when he won the his first title. No, man, he he um because he won it with Chivas. He won. In he was re- 2006, but he, he was born in 1965, so that puts him at 41. Dog, Lapente was uh, 38. Hold on, look, man. That's <laughs> a good thing about Google. <laughs> Okay, well, at least at least you know we're we're doing this, you know we're we're. Uh... So I think what Wikipedia says is he was the youngest coach to win a championship in the last decade, but oh, in the last decade, yeah, but not of all time. Yeah. Ah, there you go. I also didn't know that Chepo won uh, a title with Chivas and Necaxa the next year uh, as a player. What as a player, yeah, man, yeah. and he played in Spain. What a. <laughs> What a dirty bastard. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's... No, nah, man, the De La Torres and the family, because it's a lot of them. They run deep. Brothers, cousins. Dude, in Chivas, dude, you really can't. You really can't. You know, Chivas success, man, it has their fingerprints. <laughs> Going all the way back to Campionissimo. Wow. El Inge De La Torre was one of the... Right there when you look... I, I think that family has been involved in eight campeonatos out of all the Chivas has. That's impressive. As coach and players. Yeah, it is. And uh, I would say outside of Guadalajara, they, they get hate. But uh, you go to the city and, you know, the La Torres is just, you know, family that's been tied to the to the yeah. club for, for years. You think it's just because of the, you know, La Selección, you know, sh- shitting the bed? It's yeah, it's the selection and and just the fans that grew up here not knowing. Yeah. Because it's they're not, it's way different. Like like if you've been to Guadalajara, like you could see how big like the rivalry is with Atlas. You know you you don't really care for it if you're if you grew up in the U.S. But if you're in Mex, it's a big deal. You could yeah, you could see how big you could see like like taxistas. You know like. Dudes won't take a taxi if it has like an Atlas <laughs> thing hanging on the thing. It used to be like that. I don't know if it's still to that extent, you know. I remember the last time I was in Guadalajara, we got a taxi ride, and uh, we were just leaving the Estadio Jalisco, and the guy that picked us up was uh, he was he was ranting about Leones Negros because it was back when they were still in the first division. But, but they were struggling and you know he knew that they were gonna get relegated so he was just like he was basically just venting to us about that situation but yeah i don't really have any like you know animosity towards leonis negros i thought i honestly thought they were a cool um they had a cool jersey and some pretty pretty cool stuff but it kind of reminds me of hot dog on a stick 
Oh, like the the oh, uniform? Cool. The stripes, yeah, with the colors. <laughs> <laughs> There's one like a lemonade when I see them play. <laughs> I can see them turning it in real time. Yeah. But I am. Um, no, I agree, man. And at one point uh, in Liga MX, you had, you had Chivas, Atlas, Tecos, Tecos and, Leon, and Leones Negro. Yeah, you had four teams. At the same time. And I don't know, man. I, I think they could have probably tried to done more to play off against each other. And have rivalries, yeah. Because I think, you know, it's one of the the big cities where where, like the F is the other huge one because they already have, well, they should have. I think right now it's just, what American, well, America Cruz Azul, Pumas, and you know. You can kind of count the Luca, right? Because they're not too far. They, yeah, but I think there should be more clubs just in those two cities. Yeah, uh, and. And then you could have like massive rivalries where, you know, it's a classical every other week. Uh, it's kind of what hap- what you see a lot in like England and Argentina. And, and you see the rivalries a lot of times because they're, you know, it's crosstown rivalry. Yeah. Sometimes it's and literally then, like uh, a stone's throw away. Yeah. 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 I was watching a video on, on YouTube and it was this guy from Argentina and he was uh just comparing the best stadiums in Mexico versus the best stadiums in Argentina and i mean this guy was just blown away with the stadiums that we had here you know he showed like la bombonera and uh then he showed like estadio like chivas and he was just like wow this is like a world class stadium and then yeah and then he then uh he did uh a few more you know stadiums from Argentina but they're all old and you know outdated <laughs> Man, I went to Huracan because I, I, I've been to Argentina twice, you know, and I stayed a couple months. And where I was staying, it was right there at the Huracan, you know, the, the Huracan neighborhood. Uh-huh. So the team. And that's where the first time I went, that's Turco was coach or he had just. Oh, really? I, wow. I think he had just left because I think he was only there for like, if memory serves. He might have just been there for a week or two, or had just left. But he had gone to uh, to uh, yeah, Tijuana. He had gone to Tijuana, but but it was like I was like four blocks away from from the Huracan Stadium, and yeah, man, it was a dump. It's not like falling <laughs> down. It looks old. It looks like from the 50s, you know, like... Was this uh, 2013? Kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was he there? Was he... Yeah, it says uh, he coached Tijuana from 2011 to 2013, and then he went to Huracan and then America. Okay, so there you go. I think it's okay. I got it wrong. He returned. And he had to quit because he he had, like, shit results. Oh. So he, he quit. He didn't stay. It's not like in Max where you keep collecting a check. <laughs> It'll be more expensive because the fans will show up at your house to fucking try to burn <laughs> it down. So they're like, I better cut my losses, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't play out there, right man. Here. No. <laughs> Yo, so yeah, that, I'm, that... I'm looking up these seats, man. They look they look old. Wow. Dude, I can't? Yeah. 
I have a video. I'm gonna send it to you that I took from inside the stadium. Oh, okay. And it was like in the summer, and they're like hosting people because it was really hot, and so the oh, hinchas wow. are jumping up and down and singing. They're like just hosting them with like fire with fire hose. They're just wetting them. <laughs> Not even to like calm them down, just to cool them off. It was to cool them off, yeah. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't full pressure. <laughs> it wasn't oh, full wow. pressure. And then it was like at an angle, so it could like, you know. But I, I, I I'll send it to you. I took some YouTube videos, and then oh, that's interesting. We could, we could post them maybe on uh, somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy seeing it because I would go to games every now and then. Um, like the neighbors' kids, they were, they were like in the juveniles. And so if you were in the juveniles, they give you like like a credencial. Mm-hmm. And you could go to the games for free. Oh yeah, okay. I see that out here. So, so one of the kids, uh, he's like, "Let's go! I'll use my little brothers, and you could use mine." <laughs> nice. And I was like, "Dude, we don't even we don't even look alike, man." <laughs> <laughs> that dude was dark. I mean, he's like, it's like that one uh, meme. It's like I am thirteen. Yeah. This dude looked like Ludueña, and uh-huh. I'm looking over here like Juan Camane, you know. We <laughs> <laughs> just complete opposites, man. I'm looking like Piruris, you know, with that <laughs> with that funky hair, and this dude's and obviously way older, but yeah. he's like, dude, just come in. And I was like, well, fuck it. What's, what are they going to do? Just kick me out? You know? Yeah. I'll just go to the next gate and... and get a ticket or something and yeah dude the gate people didn't give a shit uh as long as it would it would scan because you, you would like scan it on the turn style you could go in and uh i worked a couple of times but then i guess he stopped going or they stopped going i don't know what happened mm. and it didn't um like that they told me hey you can't come in but there was some dude right there. He's like, hey, I'm a miembro. Let him in. And they just said pass. I was like, hey, this was cool. <laughs> just nodded my head at the dude and left. But yeah, that's... And dude, I'm not going to lie, man. The games were boring. But they're a first division team, right? I mean... No, this they were in second. Oh. When I went. I was watching second division... Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. They were hella boring games, dude. I was like, these games suck. I just went just to see, you know, just, just to kind of observe. Mm-hmm. And you could tell it was like a thing for it, like, because there was people from the neighborhood. And you, I would see like, um, the, there was like a space, like behind the porteria, there's like, a, there was like, like the last seat, so from the last seat to like the barrier for where the porteria is, it was like a pretty big space, and there was always like little kids playing soccer right there. <laughs> they, they weren't even watching the game; they're just they're playing their own game, <laughs> like in the stadium. It's like let's go to the stadium to play soccer, like not even not even to watch. But yeah, it was it was trippy, man. <clears throat> There's a lot of there's a lot of teams in the in the Argentinian league. Yeah, they went up to thirty because uh What? 
Yeah, they went up to 30 a couple years back. I, I'm counting 26, man. That's crazy. 26? I thought they went. I don't know if they cut it. They might have. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, that's that's the negocio for a lot of those teams and, and their economy has been their economy has been pretty bad. So it's like, you know, try to get more players up here and, and help the team sell. That is uh quite eye opening there. I remember my experience in Europe, you know, uh you had to be a member to like buy tickets and me being, you know, from the States it was kinda hard but you know, you just you just go to the pubs and you ask around, and then some of the times you could just go straight to the box and uh, you know just buy a ticket. That happened to me a few times, but I I tried to watch a Napoli game, and uh, it was a midweek game, so it wasn't too busy. And yeah, somebody like was selling their ticket for like fifty euros, and I bought it, and uh, they had to write my name on the ticket because it, it was like a. Yeah, again, you had to be like a member and stuff, so it was it was pretty serious, man. Like, they, oh, to show that they sold it to you. Yeah, and they, you know, they had to show my uh, my passport and everything. Like, yeah, it was pretty official. I was like, damn. But uh, damn. Yeah, it was. Ironically, though, the easiest games to get tickets for were Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm not that surprised because I know a lot of people. That's how they make money. You know, they'll have and they just they sell. They'll have like. Like the membership, and then they just buy tickets to resell them. Yeah, I would just go on uh, Via Gogo. It's like their version of StubHub, and uh, yeah, I could just buy the ticket like right from my phone, and it was no problem. And uh, I was like, wow, that was actually pretty easy. I thought it was going to be harder to yeah. get into uh, Champions League. <laughs> I remember some years back. I don't know if it was Real or Barça, one of those two, but they were trying to like cut down on that. And saying that if you sold, like they were trying to put a limit, a limit how many, how many of your tickets you could sell. Oh, really? Because then it's like you're you're not a real mem- member, you know. Oh, I see, I see. You're just using this to make money. You're not really watch. You're not even watching the games. Yeah, I'm on the website right now. Like PSG, uh, Champions League. Yeah, it's like you can you can literally just buy a ticket. <laughs> You know, and it must, uh, you know, Messi's there now, so I'm sure the price has gone up, but. Yeah, like triple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did, I had the same mistake because I thought you could just go to box office. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just go into the box office. So I yeah. went, I was trying to get into uh, Boca Juniors versus Argentinos Juniors. Oh. It was at the Argentinos Junior Stadium, the, the Maradona Stadium. And um, it was like in the neighborhood, you know, like the old baseball stadiums. They're just like, what do you think? It's Wrigley Field. You're just walking. Uh-huh. And then the stadium, you know, you're just going through that. And then uh, that's kind of how that stadium was. And and a lot of the streets were blocked off, you know, with security, like cops and horses and stuff. And they straight out told like you had to show your ticket so the police could pass, let you pass. And he he just told me like, dude, the scalpers are there. Just get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought I bought one because I was like, I don't know where I'm at. There's there's no way if I go around, I'm a I'm gonna find whatever entrance. So I just bought it from this 
it was I didn't know, but I was like in the in the Boca, the Boca area. Uh-huh. With like their hooligans. Oh wow. Yeah, the Barra Brava. So I was like, oh dude, I better like because <laughs> you know what they do a lot of times if you're in the section, you know, they'll they'll jack you, man. Oh wow. Because they'll start jumping up and down. <laughs> While everyone's jumping up and down. They're just putting their hands in your pockets and taking your shit. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to fight with the whole, you know? Yeah. Like over 50 dudes right there. So I was like, damn. I, what, you know what I do? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I was able to get in. Yeah. So what happened was I bought uh, a ticket to go see Manchester United. And, uh, you know, I, it was very expensive. It was like 200 bucks. And I show up to the Old Trafford, and I'm like, hey, like, I don't know where I'm sitting. And then I show them my ticket, and they're like, come with me. And I was like, ah, <laughs> shit. Like, here we go, man. Like, I got busted. Like, somebody sold me, like, a fake ticket or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, security escorts me to an elevator. I'm like, what is going on? I hop in the elevator, and they take me to, like, this super fancy, like, private room and I, op- I open the door and uh, there's all these like rich people and they're all sitting at a dining table, all just eating like five course meals, like drinking the champagne. And they're like, here you go, sir. Here's your seat. And I'm like, what the oh, fuck? Shit. Yeah, it was a hospitality uh, ticket. So it was, uh, yeah, you had like a show before the game. Like there was like a private dinner and like all you can eat. And then, like, there was, like, a magician that did, like, magic tricks for us. They gave us, like, the... the what the fuck, dude? They, they gave us the starting... <laughs> dude, they gave us the starting lineup, like, on t- iPad and stuff. And, like, it was... it was I was like, what the hell? And then they're like, okay, the game's about to start. Like, you know, here you go. And then they walk I, us to our... I think our... after the five-course meal and the magician, I'm ready to call it a night. I mean, <laughs> I'll probably be, like, too drunk to even watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, when can we like go to the actual like you know seats or whatever? And yeah, <laughs> you're there to experience the game, and and it's everything but the game. I know, man. And I didn't know, like, <laughs> I did not know that. So, uh, the seats weren't that great. I'll be honest. Like, you're like basically like on the very, very like, like back. But um, it was still an incredible experience. Imagine what do the guys in the best seats get, dude? Yeah, you know, there's some like strippers. What do you get? you get for the I was was, VIP, man? I was blown away, man. I was blown away with that kind of like experience. I'm like, damn, this is like, I didn't just go to like the first like like my my you know my dream to go to Old Trafford and like I did it like the baller way without even doing it intentionally. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So uh, bringing it back to uh, Planet Earth, aka Mexico, there's been some rumors uh, about J J Macias. I guess Chivas are unhappy with his lack of playing time. You know, Getafe is off to a terrible start. They sacked their coach, and they're potentially thinking about uh, terminating his loan so he can rejoin Chivas and and help us out. What do you think about that? Was that a? Would you agree or yeah, disagree? No, there's there's nothing to agree or disagree. I mean, it's just the luck of the draw. You know, it it, it happens a lot uh, with a lot of players. It's 
some coach brings you, the next coach probably already has some other players in mind. So especially if they have promoters tied to them where it's like, okay, um, you know, bring in this guy or whatever. So that it's not always because you suck. It's just business. You know, there's money in that. And we saw it with Raul, you know, with his super agent. He's the one that put the coach in uh, Wolves and he took him the player because he was, you know, well, he took him a lot of players, but that was, that's just how it, how it works. So if whatever coach comes in has like a different promoter or what, what agent or whatnot, they're going to try to bring in their people. So, so yeah, if, if, and a strikers is usually like one of the, one of the main, you know, positions. So I think, it, you know, we always go to, ah, he sucked, but it's not, it's not always like, because of that, you know, you see the number of like Argentines and Brazilians that, that go to Europe and then they're there for a season or two and then return. It's, it's, it's a big list. And, and so, but I think in Mex, because we don't see that many players go abroad and every time someone comes back it, right away, you know, it, it fracaso or he sucked or not good enough. And that, I just, I don't agree with that. I'm just going to say I called it. If you go on Google and type in Getafe JJ Mac, like not not his full name, but if you type in JJ Mac, M-A-C, the first thing that pops up, uh, I posted this uh, on Reddit. It said, I don't trust Getafe. And uh, that's what I, I called it four months ago. Like, look, I don't trust this deal. It's a loan. You know, they're going to – there's no – there's it's like – it's like that that has everything to to show their intentions it's like look we don't really like we want you to you know go to europe and we'll we'll you know we'll give you the shot that you wanted but it's a loan you know there's no guarantee that they have no no reason to start you because they didn't invest like a full transfer on you and uh and when you also google that it has our uh cantina uh mx podcast episode that we we talked about all this stuff. So it's like, oh. we're kind of like the the source, man. We're kind of the source about this, <laughs> this topic, but at least for me, like, look like that, that's just a very series of unfortunate events. Like nobody knew that the coach was going to get fired. Nobody thought that Getafe was going to be in dead last with like two points. Like, this is just like the worst case scenario that could have happened to his career. And I don't agree with his decision to, omit or snub la selección you know not going to the olympics so he could go and get his chance in europe like it's kind of like karma man like you know no 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 player is bigger than the the country man it's like it should be an honor and a privilege to represent mexico and uh say you went to the olympics you know mexico got bronze like that would have given you that much more exposure and you probably would have gotten a better offer than a loan from Getafe. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree with you. I mean, if you know, it's a decision he had to make and it didn't work out. If it would have gone the other way, people would have said, you know, he did what was right. But yeah, you know, it ended up backfiring it on him. Yeah, we'll see what happens in December. Who knows, you know, if uh, if things get worse. I think they, they just have to start playing him. I mean, why would you 
you know, if things aren't going well and he hasn't had a, a real opportunity to shine, like just give him the opportunity to, to do something. Um, but I don't know what the situation looks like there in Spain, but I, I really do think it's a, it's unfortunate. Um, talking about promoters, I don't know why this resurfaced, but uh, there's an article in regards to Adolfo Bautista, Bofo, and how they, uh, what was it? They, they uh, threatened him to like pay money so he could get on the World Cup roster in 2010. Yeah, prom- he says the promoter was taxing him. He was like, if you don't, no, he says he would kick him out of the selection if he didn't. Oh, if he wow. didn't pay up three million pesos. And how much would that be? Like fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, he he had come out on TV, but he never had like receipts, you know. Yeah, Hello? but. No, I'm hearing you. Yeah, so he, you, I mean, you have to have proof. It's not as just your word against the other guy's word. Uh huh. You know, so because then he's saying FMF didn't do anything about it. Uh, I don't remember him saying anything back then. So it was like much later when he when he made those claims. I mean, he shouldn't have made them right away. Uh, but he said that, yeah, that dude was on his ass since he was like. Playing and I mean, it could be two things. Someone's trying to hustle him, you know, or it could be truth. But this other thing, no other player stepped up to say, "Yeah, this goes on." Mm. Well, isn't wouldn't, wouldn't that jeopardize their career though? You know, because I feel like it's it's like one of those unspoken things where, like, if you do like whistleblow, then you get. But, I mean, but, you, but yeah, but players that are no longer active. Oh, okay. Or even involve even. Well, it is Mexico, and you know people get murdered and stuff. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but a promoter's not. You know, they're they're not gonna go. Look at what happened to Cabañas. Yeah, but that wasn't over. I think he was at America this past game. Yeah, I saw a photo of him and Ochoa taking a photo together. I'm like, man, that guy was like, an. Oh, he was a beast. He was a beast, man, and it's just like such an unfortunate thing that happened yeah he he just was he ran into some dude it was like some i don't know if he was like uh some type of cartel dude but he was on you know because he's in a fancy bar so it's a dude with a lot of money but some dude that's going into a fancy bar with heated because that bar was not not just like a fancy bar it was like a bar where like Kind of like celebrities go, mm-hmm. like like you know. So I mean, to to get in there, you know. So this dude had pool, and but to be carrying a strap, so some guy that was just involved in in shit, and I guess drunk and whatnot, and he got into it with Cabañas, and then he he followed him to the bathroom and shot him in the back of the head. But yeah, yeah and I don't, I don't think, I don't think that was a promoter. <laughs> He's like, you need to sign. You need, you need to go back to, to Juarez. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, there's always that fear, you know. I'm mean, Pulido got kidnapped. Uh, I thought that was fake. I always thought it was fake. Who else got uh, kidnapped? It was a coach. It's the. He said he kung fu fought his way 
out of the kidnappers. He, he broke free. <laughs> Not only did he say that, uh, he didn't say it actually because he was invited to go to some TV show and it was his brother that went and mm-hmm. talked. I, I don't believe it, dude. I just, I don't know. I think it was like a publicity stunt. And I, I think he probably didn't think he was going to get so much media exposure, you know? Um, you're thinking about Ruben Omar Romano. That's right. And he was gone for like, what, like three months or he something? He was gone for, a, I thought he was dead, bro. Longer? Yeah, everyone did, man. It's, everyone, he was gone for quite a while, dude. He came back like uh, like Robin Williams in Jumanji. <laughs> what year Todo is it? Barbon. <laughs> Todo barbon, you know? <laughs> Didn't they also kidnap uh, Jorge Campos' dad? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Could have been. Yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure they did. Well, we could ask Google, but we're 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 going off again. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, I'm not surprised, like about Bofo getting uh, heckled or hassled into spending, or yeah, just- you know. Just, I just don't think there's that. I don't. I don't. And I like Bofo, man. He was he was my favorite player for a long time. Same. But but I don't know, man. This dude, he just he just had like some type of attitude. He didn't make many friends, and it's kind of sad how he ended up, you know. And then he playing indoor he like soccer in Indianapolis or something in, in, or Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. He, he became a dude that was like. Cause he would fight, he would, he would throw hands with his teammates, and yep. you know, talk shit to the coaches and all that. So we got to the point where, like, you know, people didn't want to work with him, and and yeah, you're right. He shouldn't have been playing like indoor and stuff like that. You know, but but you don't see anyone else speaking up, anyone like giving him, you know, backing him up. Mhm. Yeah. So I, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I have a hard time believing it. I'm, sure, you know, I know, like, in the past, Rafa Marquez has tried to like talk, right? Or like try to like uh, start like a union or he, something. He did start it. He did start it. And then coincidentally, he gets. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he got booted from Atlas, but. Well, no, he got that it's whole, like, a, like uh, his money was tied with, like, narcos, and he's not allowed to come to the States anymore. It's like, huh, was that a coincidence, oh, yeah. or was that kind of just... not. <laughs> it's like, uh, you do this, and we'll we'll do that, you know? We'll kind of just throw your name in the mud. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do think that does happen. Uh, but but then that, that whole players thing, it, it ended up being just, like not fake it just ended up being like useless mm-hmm. like they haven't really done anything that you could pinpoint and say all right they they sort of helped this guy uh to improve his contract or whatnot there's sort of like almost none exist dude he's not even he's not even in max you know he's off doing something else mm-hmm. he yeah. was supposed to be one of like the leaders of it and then he's he's not even around yeah. Typical. 
So I want to talk about the hot topic that uh, has been going around tonight, uh, today, this whole day, circulating on Twitter and social media. Uh, footy headlines, they're known for leaking basically all the jerseys that come out. And uh, they leaked a Mexico jersey, Burgundy. But what was most important was the uh, the badge. It's been redesigned. Uh, I believe we had talked about it before in episodes past, but we did. It's it went from uh, from rumors to like this is basically like official. And uh, how do you feel about this? Do you like it? Do you oh, hate man, it? I hate it. No, I hate it, man. <laughs> I don't know what committee approved it. It's it's nasty, dude. It's I wouldn't say nasty. It's just whack. It feels very amateur, like like those people that just they do it on MS Paint. They're just like, you know, it it does. I don't I don't know who they hired to do it, but it it it's just bad. Uh, if I'm not... I think I think fans are gonna hate it. They might have to eventually go back, you know, because Mexico jerseys they they sell a lot. And and something like that could you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those designs. It's kind of like when Juventus redesigned their their badge, and everybody was talking about it and how ugly it is, and it just it gives people something to talk about. You know, it's provocative. It gets the people <laughs> going. You know, it's like. But it was uh, Carlos Eustis tweeted out you know, some more details about it and how they had uh, registered this back in September and um, that they had other alternative designs that they had uh, submitted and registered. So at the end of the day, we might get a completely different badge or, you know, we'll see what happens. This could be the one that leaked. Yeah, this could be the one that leaked. Look, it looks like as concept art, I think... There's there's good stuff there for them to work, j- just concept art, but as a final product, nah, it's just it's not bad. I I actually studied design and got to work with with some really talented graphic designers. I used oh, to yeah? I used to you know do some stuff with this dude that he used to do like a lot of the like the um he did he worked for the company and he got to do stuff for like Nacho Libre and. Uh, the first Iron Man movie oh, was wow. like back then, and I I would see how they you know because I would just go hang out and watch how he did everything on the computer, and so you know I would see like a lot of the stuff. So sometimes when I see designs, I could tell when something was just pieced together because you could buy like these packs, you know, like there's like design packages, hmm. you know, like if you need to do a calavera. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have like hundreds of calaveras already. And then you just pick the one you like and then you just alter it. So a lot of times when I see stuff, I could tell that it came from some pack, you know, it didn't even, it's not like, you know, it's not like before, like, so before you actually drew, you know, you drew something by hand, they had to sketch it all out. Now they don't really have to do that. You could just, you need a snake. You don't have to draw it. You get that package and and there's like thousands of snakes and you like find a, the one you like. Like a template, huh? Yeah, there you go. It's a bunch of templates of everything, dude. And I could I could always tell because it's what well, I mean with the with the with the um designers that aren't that good, you could tell because they, 
they just sort of cut and pasted stuff, you know, together. Uh, the real good ones will, they could use one, you could say, but then they, they will alter it. Yeah, it's I'm I'm like looking at it right now. I'm just like, uh, I I just always felt the soccer ball was cheesy, and I wish they would have gotten rid of it. It, it does look cheesy, even the the whole thing. It just and the eagle, and then like his like, his foot, cause yeah, yeah, the eagle. So he the the so like the outer the outer for those that haven't seen it, the outer batch is like similar to the current one, mm-hmm. which is like a circle within like a. I don't know what you call it. Like it's sort the, of like the outline. It's like the outline of the current badge. Yeah. And then it has like an inner outline again, but this time the Aztec calendar is missing. It's like a whole, it's just like a simplified version of it or just like the outer rim of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the face. And then it has like an eagle but the eagle standing like sideways, so only one wing is sticking out, and then it's standing on the soccer ball. It no longer has like a snake on its beak, and then the other foot's just like hanging in the air. It's just like floating, yeah. It's just floating. That's how you know it's sort of like a template. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they they just put it like that because <laughs> if they would have drawn it, they would have. Because it creates all this like empty space. It, it's it's not doing anything. You don't really yeah. know what what's going on there. Um, and the original ego, what's he doing with with the other with his other leg? He's holding the snake. Right. He's holding part of his snake while with his beak is like eating it or killing it or whatever, what have you, um, or petting it. <laughs> Just. So yeah, it's it's bad. It's a it's a really horrible design. I hope it's not. That's not what they're going with. Yeah, these images. Uh, they first circulated again back in September. Um, and I I kind of saw this coming. I, like I'm I'm not against getting a new design. I just I wish like if you're gonna go like the minimalistic route, like there could have just been so many better. Like they could have turned this well, into you... like a contest and had. What? really yeah yeah they could have just had like hey look like because there's so much talent in mexico like i'm sure anybody could have gone on and and designed something way better than this no and you know i agree with you on the minim- minimalistic even even the current badge they could have done that mm-hmm. and and they could have they could have they could have um there could have been a lot of ways that they could have taken that that design and simplified it, but you know, you need a talented artist, man. <laughs> you know, you know, FMF could easily afford it, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So with these dudes, man, it's sort of like they'll just give. Like, they don't care, you know. They're just like, hey, we'll give this job to like just. Give it to someone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, give it to Officer Doofy. Remember his <laughs> screen? <laughs> so, like, nobody wants to do that task, so they just, like, hand it to, like, some intern. It's like, hey, dude, go go do a badge. It's like, uh, this was due yesterday, man. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
let me go on uh what was like that one it was like word art it was like inside of like microsoft office uh, i feel like that's where they got all their images from but uh, <laughs> the only silver lining with this is uh i am happy about the uh the burgundy coming back i've been asking for it for a long time uh the the traditional cuz Mex- mexico didn't introduce uh the green jersey until late i mean we're talking like no. the 70s right or 60s like no uh late 50s yeah so we talked about it in their jersey used to be burgundy with like uh navy shorts and when they i think they played poland in brazil 1950 world cup and they both had like the red shirt so well, I guess Poland red, but they too close to, you know, the colors were too close. So Mexico used the Gremio. Yeah, I remember you telling me the, that. The Gremio mm-hmm. uniform. And so then after that, they're like, uh, you know, let's change it. Because a lot of teams back then, I guess, had red. So they're like, fuck it, let's, let's just use the flag's colors. And that's when they went to the tricolor, you know, green, green, white, red. But I just found out that the very first jersey they wore was white and red. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It kind of looks like a. It looks like a red, like a long sleeve. It looks like a ranchero jersey, like a you know one of those. Oh ranchero! No, it's like a long sleeve shirt. It's, not, it's long buttons. sleeve. Yeah. With buttons, it even has the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a Levi's shirt, man. Like. <laughs> well, but I mean, you gotta think this was back like 1920 you know not like there was places that like like back then and i think going up until the 50s like everything was made out of like uh, wool and cotton and stuff no no you would if soccer teams whatever you would order stuff from england oh because england had like places so you you go order soccer balls and whatnot Mm mm-hmm uniforms that's even the juventus juventus was pink and they ordered they ordered the uniform and then they sent them the wrong one and it was the black and white stripes oh and that's how they they just kept it they're like oh fuck it this looks better (laughs) just yeah and and so that was this case in mex too if you wanted some tachones you know you wanted some spinilleras all of that stuff because you know things 1920 going 1930s it's not like now you get on amazon you just order shit you had to find specialty stores and and you know what country was soccer big it's like england you know when where it started where they had been playing it for years with where i guess their economy was also so big that people could afford to buy that stuff or or to make a business selling that stuff Mm. so yeah i guess other stuff you just you sort of made it yourself um even river played when they talk about how they they sort of they would put the slash around the the jersey you know how they have the the stripe uh-huh and what used to be like an actual one they would like <laughs> put safety pins oh wow to have it around the shirt yeah but yeah, I'm I'm gonna I have the picture. I'm going to put it in uh in the Cantina Facebook page. Uh if you guys don't wanna wait or <laughs> you're not or you're not in it, you could just Google, you know, Primera Camisa Selección Mexico. Probably find it like that. No, but yes, way way old. 
and it's pretty simple. Dude, and I made that logo because mm-hmm. it has a badge that's better than the current badge. <laughs> Not the current, the the current, the one they want to bring. The the one that that's yeah. Yeah, I know. The eagle looks like a pollo, but still, dude, it's, it looks like a kick-ass pollo, dude. I, I would rather put that on. Yeah. So we're at the hour mark here. Um, you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Uh, very quickly, let me just go over the the matches today. Querétaro beat. Monterrey 1-0, Puebla beat Mazatlán 2-0, Atlas and Cruz Azul ended up drawing, and America beat Santos. Tomorrow we have Toluca Necaxa, Tigres, Pachuca, León, Pumas, and Tijuana versus Chivas. I, I had a closing thought, and it just it vanished. I, mean, <laughs> I swear, my memory is just debates me. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> Um, I think for those that are interested in the sport and they're looking for something to watch, I recently started watching this series on Netflix called Bad Sport. Uh, the first two episodes, the first one's about a college player that, you know, was uh, shaving points. Second one's about this guy that used to smuggle weed and, and have a race car team. But the third episode is relevant to us. It's about the uh, Juventus scandal that happened in uh, 2005 where they... Uh, they were accused of match fixing and it talks about all that and how they started investigating and how it all started. So it's a really interesting watch. It's on Netflix it's called bad sports, the uh, episode three. So definitely check that out. Cause I remember when that happened and I didn't really understand what happened. I just remember that you just got relegated and stripped of their titles, but I wasn't understanding yeah. how they were max fitching. And uh, yeah, it talks about all that max fix your match fixing. And it, and they, it was during the World Cup when they finally sentenced them. Yeah. So Italy was about to play the final. And there was a lot of Juve players in mm-hmm. that team. Yep. And that's when they they um they got relegated and they stripped them of like five or maybe more league titles. A bunch of them ended up going to Inter. Yeah, Slatan was they uh, were the runner was one of them. Up. Mm-hmm. Zlatan was at Juve. Uh, dude, they had a really good team. Stacked. Uh, Del Piero. And and, that's, yeah. That's why it surprised me because it's like, do they even, <laughs> you know? And sometimes I guess it's, with match, uh, match picks, it's not always losing. It could be like winning by X amount of goals, you know, and whatnot. Yeah. So, no, yeah, Edgar Davids. I don't know if you remember that guy. Of course. You wear those, like, those little glasses. Yeah, got Edgar Davids. They had Slatan. They had uh, Paul Nedved. Viera. Viera, that dude came from uh, Arsenal. Yep. Uh, Nedved was my favorite dude. He just really complete midfielder. I, I got sad when he missed. He missed the final for the Champions League because he got carded and it was on card accumulation. He got carded in the semis and then he missed. He would miss the final. Damn. Uh, yeah, and, and Buffon. But, yeah, that team was stacked. Yeah, he won uh, the player of the year, right? Ballon d'Or? I don't remember. It's just so far back. Yeah, going he too won far the... back, Jaime. 
<laughs> I'm like Biden. That was what two, three years ago. Two thousand three. <laughs> what are you bringing old shit? He won the. Yeah, two thousand three. Shit, man. That's like what? I don't know how to count. Um, Eighteen years ago. It, yeah. See, it's, the memory is almost. It's holding us <laughs> the boat. Yeah. Buy cigarettes. <laughs> um, for sure. Well, definitely thank everyone uh, for our, their ongoing support. Uh, really cool thing on Spotify. I don't know if you guys use Spotify to listen to our podcast, but we've been throwing some uh, polls and some questions out there. So if there's anything on uh, the podcast that you want us to discuss or something that you want to comment on, uh, you can actually go on Spotify and uh, you know respond and vote. It's actually really cool. It's a new feature that uh, started un- um, that got unveiled uh, last week. So check that out. Um, we'll be back next week to cover uh, Liga Mekis and of course all the chismes that go on in between. Uh, you know, double jornada, so. The, the table could drastically change between uh, today and Monday. So we'll see if Chivas can continue their streak. Um, they have Tijuana on the road, and then they, they have Cruz Azul on Saturday. So we'll see how it goes for them. They're trying to squeeze into uh, Liguilla. And we'll see if uh, America can can withhold this, this substantial lead they have between uh, the rest of the league now. As you said, Atlas was playing right now, right? They were playing Cruz Azul. They ended up drawing, so that leaves uh, Atlas with 23 points. And it's now and Ame said, what? 31. Wait, Ameca said 31? Yeah, so we're looking at an eight-point gap between first and second now. Yeah, it's almost... It's, you would have to win almost like three games in a row. Uh, I could see them... I could see them holding on to it, Jaime. Yeah, considering the yeah, fact that there's I, only I think, uh, I mean, finishes that there's only three games left for them, so another win for yeah, them and they they secure first place. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah, I mean, as for the rest yeah, of the oh, pack, it's it's uh, pretty tight. Yeah, well, my close not not closing thoughts, but uh, yeah, hit hit us up with a with a like. Uh, or or a sub if you haven't subscribed. Definitely. And make sure to check us on Twitter. We'd be we do we'd be doing memes all day, you know, some videos, some some photos. It's it's pretty funny. There was like a video of this girl who was like dancing with all her friends, but she was <laughs> but she was crying at the same time, you know. She was like holding back these tears, but she you know, she was trying to like be happy. And uh yeah, that was basically like all the Chivas fans happy that you know the 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 national duty was over and we're back to club soccer, um, but you know Chivas, Chivas ended <laughs> then, up winning. And ironically, they won. Yeah, yeah. ironically, they it won. Backfired, Jaime. It, so maybe I got to keep it doing. Um, I will say the uh, so the the poll for episode three hundred six. I asked everybody, does pineapple belong on pizza? And sadly, sixty seven percent of the audience said yes. I like pineapple and pizza, Jaime. Oh my god, pineapple! I didn't get only... to boat too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, 
I do believe that it belongs on Al Pastor. Gives it that nice, nice taste. But well, they do have the they do have those pineapple rings, right? Yeah, on top. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. They just never make their way into my taco. Yeah, very rarely you'll see bits of pineapple in your Al Pastor taco, but it should. You know, I've been to places where they actually do throw in a little bit of bits in there, and it's oh, it enhances the flavor so much. Oh man, what's going on? They're probably like, "Fuck, dude, we don't want to be paying more money." You know, like <laughs> it's gonna cut into our our profits. <laughs> buy a bunch of fucking pineapples. <laughs> These fuckers not want yeah. more shit on the taco. But I don't know what it, the pineapple does. Like, I went to a steakhouse, Brazilian steakhouse. If you ever had that experience where they, you know, they they give you a bunch of, of meats. And then after like a few, they're like, here you go. Here's some pineapple to kind of cleanse your palate. And it really does, man. And you're like, oh, wow. Like I can go back to getting more, some more meat. But that was a nice little like little break there. But yeah, something about pineapple, man. I I, I understand why people put it on pizza, but I'm not a fan. I just think it goes with cheese and tomato. Yeah. yeah, like listening to that, it doesn't sound good, but it does taste good. <laughs> All right, and with that, guys, we're signing out. Thank you guys so much. Catch us next week and uh, follow us on Twitter. Good night. <laughs>